Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. I recently talked to someone whose brother has tried several times to get sober and has not yet been successful. I shared my history with him, and he asked me, what is your secret? I thought for a moment and I told him the biggest difference in my recovery was my willingness to change my story. Because when you change your story, you could change your life. Of all the people that I've tried to help, this is the biggest factor in whether they're going to live a happy and fulfilled life without alcohol. So today, I'm going to share how I changed my story, how it changed my life, and the steps you could take to start creating your new amazing story. So buckle up, this is going to be a great episode. the story you tell yourself about who you are. Maybe it is that you're not worthy, that you fail at everything you try, that you never will be able to get sober, that sober life is miserable, that you can't have fun sober, that you're not worthy of love, that you are stuck, that you're a bad friend, child, parent, or sibling. When we create these stories and repeat them constantly, they become who we are. Everything we do tends to validate the story that we are telling. With each validation, the belief in the story becomes stronger. Much of our stories come from mistakes we have made in the past. Often they are told to us initially by someone else. Usually these are people we love, trust, and strongly believe are reliable. Someone like a parent, a sibling, a friend, or a teacher. And since these are people we trust when we are young and developing a set of beliefs, it is natural to believe these stories. Then, once we start believing the story, then we start acting in ways that match the character of that story, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Here's the thing about stories. There are always multiple perspectives to them. Every story has multiple ways it can be told based on the perspective of the person telling it. And each person that tells that story strongly believes that their version is the truth. Often the story is not any different. It is just that people see it in different ways. So if we could shift our perspective on our stories, we could see ourselves in a whole new light. The work to get there can take some time, but the second we see the new perspective, we could change in an instant. When I think of this, I'm reminded of part of the movie Field of Dreams. If you haven't seen the movie, I will give you a quick version of it. The main character, Ray, had a vision that he needed to build a baseball field in the middle of his farm. He was told, if you build it, they will come. And he was right. He built the baseball field despite the whole town thinking he was crazy. And sure enough, ghosts of past baseball players started showing up, and they had a place to play baseball again. However, Only a select few were able to see these players and the consequences of plowing down a huge part of the farm for a baseball field made his farm no longer profitable and he was about to lose it. His brother-in-law, who was his biggest critic, was at the house one afternoon with an offer to buy the farm before it was foreclosed. His heart was in the right place. He felt what he was doing was going to help save Ray's family from being homeless. Ray rejected his offer 
and his brother-in-law got downright nasty. He told him he was an idiot. He called him a bad husband. He told him he was corrupting his daughter with his false beliefs and essentially told him that his dream was useless and his only choice was to give up on what he knew in his heart was the right thing. During this conflict, Ray's daughter falls off the bleachers and starts choking on a hot dog she was eating. One of the ghost players on the field, who previously gave up his baseball dreams to become a doctor, crosses this invisible line to save his daughter, and suddenly, everyone is able to see the rest of the players, including the brother-in-law. After the daughter is saved, the brother-in-law looks at all the players on the field that he could now see, and he says, Ray, you can't sell the farm. He was finally able to see something he was not able to up to that point, and in that moment, his entire perspective changed. Our stories can change in a moment just like that. We just have to see things from a different perspective. It takes work to see that new perspective, but you could start from just the smallest part of your story. When doing this, you'll often feel a ton of resistance. Our story is familiar and we gravitate towards things that are familiar, even if it does not benefit us. Changing our stories can be hard because we often think we are getting something useful out of our old story, even if it is one that is harming us. Many times we simply repeat the story because we are afraid of facing the struggle required to change. One story I still struggle with today is about my social anxiety. The fact that I currently struggle with varying levels of social anxiety is true. However, here's what often runs through my head when I'm facing an uncomfortable social setting. I'm just not good at socializing. I'd rather stay at home and relax than go. I'm just an introvert, so I'm never going to like socializing. I don't feel comfortable socializing since I quit drinking. And then the go-to that can be used to justify any one of my stories. That's just the way I am. The reason I still resist it is because it is a struggle to socialize for me at this moment, and I tell the story to avoid the uncomfortable part of facing the struggle to change. Here's the thing. That has not always been my story. I could think back to when I was a kid and my mom would take us up camping in the redwoods next to the ocean. The moment we finished setting up camp, I would set off by myself to wander the campgrounds to go find new friends. I would ask to join football games on the beach with the older boys, ask the men throwing fishing nets into the ocean to teach me how to do it, and invite myself on adventures with other families in the campground. So somewhere along the way, I picked up that story, and it is one that I tend to still tell myself. Often when I tell that story to people and tell them that I hadn't always been that way, They think of one of their current stories and say, but I've always been that way. Ah, yet another story we use to resist change. This is often the biggest one I see with people who are still struggling with sobriety. We tell ourselves that our situation is different. When we do this, all we're doing is rejecting solutions. We all know someone like this. Every time a solution is suggested, you'll hear phrases like, I tried that already. My situation's different. It's not that simple. Or pretty much any phrase that starts with the words, yeah, but. It is the person that no matter what solution you present will always find a way that their situation is different and the solution won't work for them. I know this person all too well since those are all phrases I've used in the past. 
And when I face my biggest challenges, these are ones that could creep up again if I'm not conscious of my old stories creeping back in. So how do we begin to recognize the stories we are telling ourselves and begin to change our story? The first step is self-reflection. How do you talk to yourself? The way we talk to ourselves is the foundation of our stories. I suggest not just listening to your thoughts, but creating a journal of those thoughts. Then look at the things you say to yourself and ask, is this kind? Is this true? Is this useful? What are you still getting out of the story that you keep telling yourself? We wouldn't continue to tell ourselves these stories if we did not feel they benefited us in some way. For example, I carried around the victim and blamer story for most of my life. It started when I was young and had a father who was in prison. I blamed so many problems in my childhood on that. It was effective for me, so I continued to tell the story that all my struggles were simply from life circumstances, and if you've been through what I have, you would drink too. So what was I getting out of that story? I associated the sympathy I would get with my stories with love. As my life went on and I kept making more mistakes, I felt more unlovable, and eventually the only way I knew how to feel loved was through that story that sympathy also equals love. So I held tight to that story. Even after that realization, I still found myself falling into the victim and blamer story often. So I looked even deeper as to what I was getting out of it, and then it hit me. The biggest resistance to stepping out of this story is when I stopped blaming others for who I had become, I would be completely responsible for my actions and the life I was living. It simply was easier for me to justify things in my life I was ashamed of when I could be the victim and blame life's circumstances. This was probably the most difficult and life-altering revelation that I've ever received. And just like the brother-in-law in the field of dreams, once I saw it, my whole perspective changed and I realized I had to start taking responsibility for my own life no matter how hard that realization was. So start journaling how you talk to yourself, discover the stories that you tell, seek out how you think you are benefiting from it, and if that story keeps surfacing, explore even deeper. The next thing to do is ask yourself if there is another perspective to the story you have not seen. Is there another version of the story that might also be true? If I go back to the story I would tell myself as a kid about how much I suffered growing up with a dad in prison, the facts of the story do not change. When I was a kid, my dad went to prison. He wasn't around. I didn't get to play catch with him. He wasn't there to teach me to work on cars, fix things around the house, how to talk to girls, or how to stand up to a bully at school. Stuck in this story as a kid, I missed out on the fact that not only did I have an amazing single mom who did her best to fill many of those roles, I had three specific men in my life who were willing to step in and teach me all of those things. But since they were not my dad, I often rejected it. For any father or son activity at church, I also had several men step up to fill that role so I wasn't left out. But I refused to enjoy myself fully because they also weren't my dad. Now, this story and realization are in retrospect, so I can't go back and change my perspective then and relive my childhood with that new perspective. However, it serves as a good lesson when I'm stuck in a story today. 
Also, it helped me appreciate how lucky I was to have a mother so willing to step up and try to fill those roles and how much those men in my life back then tried, despite how hard I fought it. My relationship with my mom got stronger with that new perspective, and I also allowed myself to embrace the relationship that I still have with one of those men, who still calls me son to this day. Now, with this perspective, I want you to imagine what your story can be. I don't expect you to be able to imagine an entirely new identity at this point, but what parts of your story that you realize may not be completely true can you start changing? You could start from the smallest part. A lot of people I work with are parents, and when they are first getting sober, have the story that they are bad parents and have neglected their children because of their addiction. Many of them can point out many neglectful or hurtful things that they have done that back this story, so they get stuck. They can't imagine a story where they could fix the past. I always ask them this one question. Do you love your children? Of course they tell me. Good. We could start with that. What if your story is not what you did in the past, but becoming the parent that loves their children so much that they will do everything necessary to become the parent their children deserve? Here's the beauty of changing your story. When we do this, we often change the narrative that we were taught and we break the cycle of that and don't pass it on to the people in our lives that we love. So you're not only changing your life with your new story, but you're changing the lives of the people around you so they can begin to tell their story in a more positive light. You don't only have the opportunity to change your life, but others too. So I challenge you to do the difficult work and change the stories you are telling yourself that are holding you back. This will take practice and consistency. This will take being gentle with yourself along the way when you make mistakes. This will take perseverance so that you don't give up when you hit rough patches on the road. This often will include having to make tough choices about the people we allow in our lives. Are you still allowing people to tell you you are the person in your old story even after you have changed? Are you surrounding yourself with positive people or people that tend to stay stuck in the same stories as you since they are the ones that will justify reasons for not changing? Become the hero of your journey, and you might be the hero other people also need in their journeys too. Be an example of change. Be inspirational. Be more than your old story. I know you could do it, so change your story so you could change your life. Thank you for listening, and I hope you're enjoying my podcast. If you're finding it impactful, all I ask is that you please share it so it could impact others. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and keep living sober and happy.